If you miss part of this service, go to YouTube under Cheryl Remington and you'll find the updates. So amazingly, crazy, insane, I was out at a protest a couple of nights ago and I put something on Facebook. I didn't really put that much on there. However, someone hacked into my account and now it appears as if it's going to be shut down. I know it was not anyone I knew because the language was Vietnamese and I had to keep using Google Translate in order to find out what it was saying. The picture of the individual that was on there was an influencer. I didn't know anything about him. I think it's Zach King or something of that nature. So I don't know that that account will ever come back up. So I'm really going to start pulling away from Facebook more and more and relying specifically on our YouTube station and on our Buzz Sprouts podcasting. I don't like the fact that I'm censored for anything I say and do. I think it's a shame that freedom of the press and freedom of speech is long out the door. All everything that you record, everything you say, and all pictures that are taken are being scrutinized. And if you don't know how they're getting the information on you, use the Facebook. I don't ever use it to that great of extent to know my personal life. However, we have used it as a platform. I have to say that even if it doesn't come back up, it doesn't mean I'm going to continue to use that particular account. So I strongly ask that you go onto YouTube, subscribe, click the notification bell, and keep in charge or up with what we're doing. Now let me tell you what I did that probably ticked people off. For weeks now, as you know, I've been in Israel. I've sat back and I've watched a lot of things that's been going on here. I had questions in my mind. What was this really about? I felt very strong to come here. No, it was not for any religious connection. I already have the connect. But it was to see the mentality of the people. This morning while in prayer, I went and did a little research. And I noticed that there are approximately 2 billion Muslims in the world out of an 8 billion population. And there's approximately 2 billion Christians in the world, again, with the same amount of world population. I felt very strong to go out a couple of nights ago and I was just observing to see what was going on. I don't do that that frequently but I really felt I needed to go this time. And as we were sitting there looking and seeing what was going on around, we started up the back way that we normally would come home on and we could see that there was a protest going on. Now I wanna insert here, not all media that you watch and reports to you gives you accurate information. From the onset, it would seem as if the Palestinians were acting crazy for no justifiable reason. But I didn't take that as the reason to make a conclusion. I stood and watched, and I realized that the young people were really worked up. But no one would say why, and yet I saw the young Jewish men coming to combat them. They were flipping them off and doing all types of 
incantations and and I thought now this is really dumbfounding to me so eventually I found a young man and I asked him what was the protest about now I posted that on Facebook and I'm pretty sure that someone didn't like what I put up there it was the article that involved this young boy apparently a couple of years ago this young autistic young man about 30 years old was going to school in the old city his mother had looked diligently to find a place that would work with him so he could develop further and possibly be able to work some it seemed like he was going there for a little while but he was getting to where he could help more at the house and was not as terrified of people as it started. However, it didn't quite eliminate all his fears. So he was on his way to school, which was right inside the old city. And just inside there, an Israeli police officer saw him and took a shot at him and shot him once. Now keep in mind, this was a disabled young man. His mentality was equivalent to about eight years old. And they didn't let it go at that. He ran and hid behind a trash bin. And when he did, others came up and shot him five times. Cold-blooded murder. When I was told this, and I asked the young man who was telling me, are you Palestinian? And he said, no, I'm a part of the solidarity group. You'll see over there, there's Jews, there's Muslims, and there's us, the solidarity. And we are looking at the injustice that was given in this boy's incident. But what had happened that day was the high court had come in and decided not to charge the man who shot him with criminal punishment. But instead, they decided to give him a promotion and a raise. Justice was not served. I have to ask you this question, and it's burning inside of me. As I stood and watched that, or sat in my wheelchair and I watched that, I could see the passion, and I could tell that the Palestinians were not there to cause any trouble. They were beating a drum and holding up a sign and chanting, but they were not physically violent in any way at all. But some of the young Jewish men decided they were going to come up and try to confront them, and they wanted to escalate to a great fight. Fortunately, the young Israeli police and officers, I guess they're the military for this country, stood a line and they kept pulling the Jewish young men back because they wanted to incite a violent storm. And when this happened, I thought, the news does not project the information correctly. And they always... Yeah, the light went out in case you're wondering. And when they do this, it's skewed to make it seem as if it's one-sided. A number of times while here in this country, we have seen how the media has skewed things to represent something completely different than what was going on. So as this young man shared with me what happened, I did record his statement and I was preparing to put it up online. Well, I guess that didn't make some people very happy. I asked this question, and I'm asking you today, can you tell me why we don't have
people in leadership who fear God and try to bring peace among the world. It's as if they ignite more and more violence on every aspect, misrepresenting the story. As I heard the story about the young men, and I saw that the Palestinians or the people that were in the protest, at a certain time, they started calming it down and was disbanding. But the young Israelis were wanting to fight and wanting to say, and they held a sign up, kill all Palestinians. I have a question for you. It's one of the most pertinent questions there is. We're supposed to be right now in a land that is dedicated to God. It's supposed to be a holy land, a holy city. And from my comprehension, Muslim men pray five times a day. Now multiply that by 365 times and their prayers are less than five minutes long for they repeat the same mantra over and over. I found out that Jewish people are supposed to pray three times a day. However, I dare say they do good to pray once. They walk around in the city and you can see their white shirts and the prayer tassels on the bottom of a shirt and even the skull cap and they aren't praying. And I ask this question, I'm gonna ask it of you. You who are Christians and you say, pray for Israel. Don't you think the action of prayer should be taking place everywhere? That people humble themselves and repent that they have got such conflict. In the Torah, the Torah depicts peace. It doesn't depict fighting and hostility. It's taught to be kind, taught to be good, even to the stranger. If all of this praying is going on at that wall, why are we not seeing anything as evidence? Why is not anyone seeing a change? Because that's been going on for centuries, hundreds of years. What are they praying for? The annihilation of another person? This young boy was an innocent young boy. He shouldn't have been killed. They were screaming, even his mother and his teachers, to the police. He's disabled. He doesn't understand. And the mother, she ran to him when her son was shot. And looking at how they told him he was disabled. And they wanted to classify him as a terrorist. They brought the school under subjection. They went into the house looking for something to make it appear that he was a terrorist. I wouldn't have been surprised if they wouldn't have planted something on him. I don't get it. This country is male-dominated. So I'm going to issue a challenge to all you men. Why don't you do what you believe? If you believe in prayer, then get on your face and ask God to forgive you for the violence and hostility on both sides. There's no need for innocent people to be destroyed. Yesterday, we went to market on preparation day. And on our way, we were on the bus or on the light rail. And I noticed this. There were the Armenians, the Jewish, Palestinians, Christians, people of all different backgrounds on a bus together. Does this not say a message to you? They're on a bus and they're being courteous to others. Not everyone, but there are some. And I thought we could ride a train together, but we cannot stand for people alone. 
We go into the market area and there's a lot of people. Like I said, it's preparation day and there's more people than you can imagine trying to buy the groceries and everything needed for the Sabbath, for the Sabbath to come. As I sit there, I looked around me and I saw there again a multitude of other people from every walk of life. And no one is fighting and tudgering and taunting each other. There's sellers from Palestine there, a Muslim, there's Jew, and I'm sure other groups. But I am so sick of the hypocrisy that is played out here. You get up come the night of the Sabbath and you rush down to that wall to pray. What are you praying? Are you praying for the Messiah to return? Why don't you pray, God, forgive us? Forgive us in our ignorance and the way we have treated mankind. For your Torah tells you that you must be kind to the stranger. What's wrong with you, Jewish people? What's wrong with you, Muslims? What's wrong with you, Christians? You'll get on Facebook and you'll say, pray for me. They're doing this and this and this. Let me tell you something. There's nothing more powerful than a loved one's prayers. Nothing. When I talk to my son, and whom I do that on a regular daily basis, sometimes several times, I do not hesitate to call his name in prayer even when I'm on the phone to him because I know if anyone's going to touch God for him, it's going to be his mama. If anyone's going to touch God for you, it's going to be that one that loves you with all of their heart. What have we done? We want peace in Israel. That is a lie. You don't want peace in Israel. We get too much money coming in here from the Christian regime, which has 2 billion members paying for the peace of Israel. Where is that money really going? According to their right, there should not be poor upon the street begging. But we see them. Everywhere we turn, we see an individual begging. But you see, there is no love. There is no love. We can run our mouth. We can protest. We can do everything. But I prayed about this for several days and I've been so disturbed. And I thought, you know what? They may shut me down completely and that's okay. I'll probably pop up someplace else. But the point I'm getting at, why don't you men take your position if you're supposed to be ahead and lead that family in prayer? Not in worry. P comes before W any day. Lead him in prayer and not in worry. But no, you men refuse to be godly men. You refuse to be the example to your wife and your children and your loved ones. You refuse. And yet you want to say, I love God. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't. It's easy to talk about prayer, but when do you practice it? Christians, they don't have a set guideline. I think they just ask for prayer anytime Facebook pops up. When my husband was ill and my mother, anyone else that I've been in contact with, I can honestly tell you, I made sure I touched the throne because I knew he would hear my voice. He will hear yours. But instead of being wimpy and, and spineless and 
abusers of mankind, a drunkard, an alcoholic, and womanizer, why don't you take the position you think that you should stand at? That you think that you should control? I'm going to say, honestly, I am appalled. I'm ashamed of the lack of prayer that's in my own assembly. I'm ashamed of it. I have not yet seen a member of my church in prayer ever. They rely on my prayers. They say, well, I don't pray out there. I can watch your attitude and say, you don't pray at all. I can see your behavior and know you don't touch God. As I was thinking about all that I have seen and all that has come across my way, I'm going to say the first thing that needs to happen to all of us, you and I, is that we must hit our knees and ask for forgiveness. I ask myself this question, what if all of those who are here in Jerusalem what if they all got down and prayed and asked for forgiveness? What if? What if they asked God to forgive the hostility and the anger and the, the ridicule and all of the name playing and all of this behavior? You walk around with a prayer shawl but never pray. I'm going to go a step further. You Christians have leadership that never pray. They'll never be in a prayer room. They'll never be at the front praying with anyone. That's long gone. We now have 1-800-CALL-MARK-ZUCKERBERG for prayer. To my knowledge, he didn't rate. He managed to bring all of us under control. I can say that. We're all in that situation. But more and more, my body, my soul stirs up within me. And it says, if they can't, I sure can. I can sure pray. If they can't be an example, I can sure be an example. You see, if you think that you can go without God, you're very sadly mistaken. The other day, I got a little heart. I don't have the account anymore since they hacked me and shut it down. But one of the last things I saw was a little heart from Josh. I walked into the kitchen. There stood his mom and sister and his aunt. And I said, put everything down right now. They knew I meant business. And I said, we're going to pray right now for Josh. That's what we're going to do. And I mean, I went to war and started praying for him. And God began to move in that room. I said, see the desperation. I love that boy, young man, whether he thinks he's a grown man or not. I still love that boy. He's not doing right, but I know how to serve God. And I know how to call upon his name and let everything in hell come against him that gets his attention. Not to bless him. But what about you? Have you been on your face for specifics? Go, well, I don't know how to pray. That is the first lie the devil ever told you. First lie.
The second lie was, God ain't going to hear you. That's the second lie he told you. And the third lie is, I'm not going to be successful. That's the third lie he told you. So let's address the first lie. I don't know how to pray. You sure know how to talk to somebody. Whether it's a text or vocalization, you know how to do that. Relationships are built for communication, not texting. Communication. I need to hear your voice. I need to see what you're talking about. I need to understand you. And if there's any misunderstanding, I can get it corrected at that point. So for you to say, I don't know how to pray. If you got a mouth, you know how to word it. You know how to pray. It doesn't have to be flowery. Doesn't have to be eloquent. Doesn't have to have some kind of great oratory behind it. Just a simple prayer. Then you say, well, God won't hear me. Wow. Now you penalize God. Now you've said God can't and he won't. Why did you do that to God? Because of your lazy irresponsibility. My God is far greater than that. He does hear. He doesn't grant all your wishes like a genie in a bottle or three wishes come true. You might want to start by first humbling yourself and asking God's forgiveness for being negligent and not embracing his ways. That's probably the first place that you should start. And then the third one, I won't be effective. Let me tell you something. If you think it's your effective that's going to happen, you're already in the wrong ball field. You're playing on the enemy side because it's not my effectiveness. It's It's his, hallelujah, his effective, not me, not by my might, not by my power, not by my ability. It's by him and him alone. That's where it's at. Stop playing games with God. Regardless of where your background is and what your belief system is, the one thing that all people must do is call upon the mighty name of Hashem. My heart is broken for that mother who lost her boy. I too have been there, but I'm so thankful that before my boy breathed his last breath, his mama was a praying. So the last thing he heard when he left this earth was his mama praying. The first thing he heard when he arrived was his mama's welcome. And then, see you later, son. I don't know what we're here on this earth for. Let there be peace. I got a step further. Let us all pray. And I mean really pray. Not the surface mess. It's not important what you want to put out there. It's what's in here. God, hear my prayer. Hear my request. Lord, that people everywhere will ask your forgiveness. It's not a distraction. It's my lifeline to him.
So you see, politicians knew they would incite riot and a conflict. But whereas in the Israeli format, the police officer who killed that man should have been killed, imprisoned, but not rewarded. We have wickedness in high places. It doesn't matter what country you're in. They're in it for the money, the power, and the control. Can we not give him what he justifiably deserves, which is the control of all mankind? So it did not surprise me that my Facebook account got hacked and that someone from Vietnamese, or this what the text is coming up, I have no idea where the hacker is from. But let me serve you notice, it does not matter what platform I go off as long as the platform is based upon him. We can scream injustices all day long. We can say we need to take the guns away. It's killing people. Let me tell you what's setting up that murder situation. Parents who refuse to be parents, who won't correct their child and teach them proper character. We don't do that. We're not mean to that person. We don't handle it that way. You parents are such wimpy excuses of flesh I've ever seen in my life. Letting your children terrorize, cause havoc because you're too lazy to be a parent. Yeah. I hope you take the time to listen to our podcast. We're talking about attitudes and life issues. Meanwhile, I'd like for you to take this video and share it with everybody you know and tell them to subscribe. I'm not really sure what my next move is going to be, but I can guarantee you there will be one. Thank you for watching, and let's serve God this time with all of our heart.